Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels episode something. Uh, <laughs> this is Rafe. I'm here with Travis. Uh, we haven't done this in a while ago and I've well and truly lost track. Maybe this is a reboot, Travis. Is this the beginning? Maybe everything else goes in the bin. A new beginning. A new beginning. How exciting. I don't even know what we're talking about, but we're going <laughs> to talk about it. Um, Join us next week for the next <laughs> new beginning. <laughs> the next enthralling instalment. <laughs> exactly. It's been a crazy time. I'm sure it's been a crazy time for everybody out there as well. I feel like uh, this has been the longest, slowest, yet fastest, shortest year of my entire life. So yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. It's been pretty intense. It has been pretty intense. We both work in uh, the guitar slinging business. We work at a music store and it uh, keeps us very busy and getting stock and things is really hard right now, but we've got more customers than ever because everybody's been at home and stuff. So it's keeping us uh, pretty full on for the most part. Yeah. We've been trying to watch what wrestling we can. Yeah. And that's been good. Um, I don't know if you saw it all the way, Travis, but I was thinking before we get into our main topics that we were talking about, I'd quickly touch on tournament and survival just because it was the one thing that got me psyched enough that was the other thing I was going to add to the list. Oh, did you I add it to the list? I or? remember what it was called. <laughs> Guess what? I invented the show. I'm just doing whatever the fuck I want. Uh, fuck you your list. <laughs> All right. Um, so what happened was I was very excited about it. Mm. I was excited to watch it live. Catch starts at 4 p.m. American time. That's 4 a.m. Perth time. And I wasn't too keen to do that. That sounded like a nightmare. Until you were keen to Until do that. I was keen. Did I tell you how I became keen? Uh, that it was a pure accident. I think you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And maybe I was programmed, maybe I wasn't. So what, what happened was uh, I was even umming and ahhing about buying it because I had like $20.44 Google credit and it was like <laughs> 21 bucks on fight. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I have to buy. I'm so close. Somebody give me a survey, something. And I'm like, oh, do I just want to buy it? It's kind of tough and it's 4 a.m. And I go, maybe I'll just see how I feel. So what happens is Amy and I have the – Night before it off, and then I've got that day off, that Sunday, right? So we got Saturday night off. We were, we ended up going out to it was actually quite a lovely evening. We went down the foreshore, met up with some friends, drank a ton of beers, ate some pizza. There we were sitting go. there looking at the river. I was like, oh, a nice romantic dinner with just the two of you. Oh, no, no, no we were there to party, but Rafe it is always romantic when my wife do. is there, trust me. Um, so we were having a great time with this other couple we were really good friends with, and then we're like, cool, well, let's cruise home. The dog's had a bit of a – just been a bit under the weather. She had to have some teeth out and stuff. We're like, mm. we'll all get in the spare bedroom. We'll put on Netflix or whatever, and we'll just all sleep as a team. The dog doesn't normally get to sleep with us, but it was a special treat. <laughs> that bed's kind of shit, though. So what happened was we woke up at, like, 3 a.m., and Amy's like, are you awake? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's like, my neck is destroyed. I need to go to real bed. And I'm yeah. like, fair, let's go. We'll put the dog to bed. And as we climb into real bed, I go to Amy, just got a notification on my phone, uh, Tournament of Survival starts in one hour, considering watching it. And she's like, you could if you wanted to. And I'm like, I know, but I'm very tired. I go, tell you what, I'll set an alarm, and if I feel like it, maybe I'll just get up and buy it on the spot. Fast forward 15 minutes of me staring at the roof and starting to think about it. And I'm like, I'm buying Tournament of Survival right now. So I bought it on my phone. I thought you were just going to like, as you're walking back into the main bedroom, you just like, she turns and you're just not there. I'm already gone. Yeah, exactly. Couch. No, no, I climbed into bed and I intended to, but I started getting, getting hyped, right? And I'm like, this could be the fucking one. This you wanted to see that piece of shit RSP. Yeah, fucked up. exactly. Yeah. I did want to see that. And so I was like, 
Fuck it. So I buy it, I screen cap it and send it to Travis <laughs> at like 3.15 in the morning knowing he wouldn't be awake. I go back to the dog. I, I decide to get up at like uh, 3.30. I go, well, I'm going to need extra power to do this. Pour myself the biggest coffee you've ever seen. Irish that baby up with a shot of whiskey. Climb into the bed. Good news, dog. You're not uh, You're not back into bed. You're coming with me. <laughs> and me and the dog uh, hung out and watched it until 7 a.m. in the morning. And it was pretty fucking glorious. Yeah. I had a great time. I went through a few of those coffees. Uh, and joined, by the main event, I was pretty tired. I joined you at 5.46 a.m. He did. He joined me at 5.46. He jumped in for the end there live and, and watched it with me. And it was pretty killer. Um I'm not going to do a, a total run-through or anything like that because I just wanted to touch on it. But I had heaps of fun with the event. I always like watching stuff live. Um, RSP kind of ran the table on the tournament. Uh, mm. He burnt through quite a few few dudes and wasn't really even bleeding or anything until kind of the final when it all went down. Um, but there were some great matches in between. Eric Ryan versus Shane Mercer was great. Shane Mercer just like doing big boy shit in deathmatch that nobody's doing. Um, just like so powerful, like the biggest dude. See the Iron... Iron Demon, yeah, Iron he calls Demon. himself. An I actually did like him in uh, what was the other one I watched. He's great, man. And he's, and he's like... I might go back and watch this after you, all. Now. You really should. It was a killer tournament. And he's got like the sickest new metal theme ever. <laughs> I, I love it, sick. The and way then, to Rafe Houston's heart. Yeah, that's going to get new you there metal. every time. Uh, Atticus Kogar and Alley Cat was actually really fun. Like, I super enjoyed that. Um, Alex Colin versus Schlack was, like, my favourite, yeah. where I actually got a like from Schlack on Twitter because I was just shook. I, he went face first through a plane of glass. You know how normally when they've got them in the corner... Hands up. ...whipped in and they go in backwards? He went oh. just forwards, face first, Fuck. into it. And I was like, this guy's dead. It's over. <laughs> but, you know... No God only Schlack was totally fine. Killer match, but him and Alex like killed each other. Yeah. And I felt like... See, I came in after this, yeah, after this you did, match. Yeah, you did. And uh, what was the very next match? It would have been... Uh, so I think you... Did you jump in at... After the scramble, you jumped in at RSP versus Eric Ryan? Like teammate on teammate? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think you did. And when you saw Alex Colin ver- Cologne... Sorry, I guess I called... Yeah, so he, he came yeah. in and he was like, I was like, this is like the least energetic dude I've ever seen in my he life. He was feeling it, bro. Like I could I could tell he was. Alex, if you weren't, then I'm sorry, but that's the way it looked. <laughs> um, and I, I felt like, because it was such a war between him and Schlack. Like they began by just like hitting gusset plates into their own heads, like <laughs> to intimidate each other. So they went all out there and I felt like it took a lot for him to come back. I felt that like the main event came good, but he was... He was feeling even it. in the main event. Yeah, he looked tired. He looked tired, man. And RSP was phenomenal. Like he's so good, man. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I had a great time. And then I went to bed at seven, slept till about eleven. <laughs> it was great. And then we got up and went for a bike ride and went more drinks and had like a great day. So thanks, tournament of survival. It was a a good time. The best way to start your day. <laughs> the best way to start your day. A four a.m. deathmatch tournament. <laughs> Have a bit of a, you know what? If I could start every day like that and not come to work, that that schedule would suit me down to the ground. As as the boss, I can make it happen. All right, ten a.m. starts for Rafe Houston. Ten a.m. starts. <laughs> the the thing is, you're going to have to contact the likes of GCW 
and ICW no holds barred to get them to put on more tournaments. Daily. I'm, I'm sure the wrestlers aren't going to love that. <laughs> Do it for Rafe. I mean, they'll love the money, but probably not the crippling uh, wounds. But yeah, so anyway, that was good. Whatever, what have you been watching, Trav? You weren't ready as, for that, As soon as you asked me that track? question, went I, blank. I forgot everything. Uh, no, I've been watching um, AEW. I've watched a little bit of uh, New Japan, just going back and mm-hmm. watching some older matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, watched and listened to a podcast with Mr. Will Ospreay oh. uh, a few weeks ago, so I've been tracking down some of his stuff. Which podcast was that? Uh, CVV. Oh, yeah. Chris Van Vliet. Chris Van Vliet's great, isn't he? Mm. Exactly. Um, he came, Will Ospreay came off really well on that. Like, he... Yeah, he's kind of been known like when he was younger and stuff to kind of be a bit come of a off stupid and be a bit of a dickhead and stuff and joke about stuff and things like that and people would not find it funny at all. But he's kind of but you know exactly really grown what up. I a do, lot. As yeah, well. I know. I'm doing it right now, so <laughs> you know. But that's killer. And then speaking of New Japan, I haven't watched the New Japan Strong Tournament. Um, so no spoilers, I, listeners. Yeah, I need to get through that uh, in time for the. Jingo show this Saturday, which I'm excited for. The outdoor uh, baseball stadium show. I've heard that uh, the Bullet Club are being reunited. In what way? Uh, was it Jay White and everyone was coming back? Are they coming back? I'd heard that they were flying over. Oh, shit. They got that COVID clearance? So what's going this on? Is a, I, th- I, thought I, I, thought, I thought you would have been all over this, mate. Yeah, I've kind of been like... Reading about a lot of Warhammer lately because my friend's trying to get me back into it. Fucking nerd. I'm trying to not get sucked back into my nerdy roots. I just outed you. Um, No, I. I, But way too many audio books and stuff. uh, Bad Luck Fale and um, Jay White were were flying over for a set of shows. I don't know if they did or not, but get on that Google. Uh, What else have I been watching? Uh, I've been going back. I have the WWE Network now uh, because I got nothing better to spend my money on other than. Garbage wrestling. <laughs> no. Uh, so I've been going back and watching kind of like the greatest hits, continuing that from the last like 10 years or so, 15 years. Yeah, so I yeah. went back and watched uh, the old Money in the Bank 2011, CM Punk ah. runs away with the title. Yeah. I, you know cool what? Match. I've never watched that. It was, it was a pretty good match. It See, looked cool. Cena, in retrospect, like I don't know if I could have dealt with John Cena. Because I, that's he, what, that I think was, he was what made me leave. The, yeah, I think yeah. he was coming in at the end of when I started watching, like not because of him, but just he was at the very tail yeah, end. Yeah. I don't even know if we started watching it and he was there. Yeah, to be at don't all get me wrong. Watch. I like Cena now, but yeah, at the time like, I in, was I don't not know about if I him. I fucking hated him. I don't know him. if I could have lived through John Cena. Nah, it, but, uh, it literally it killed it for me. I I dropped right out there. That said, though, we had a week in retrospect and like yeah. kind of like it looks like he was a bit of a dick back in the day, but then. I don't know if, yeah. if he's going to then go out of his way to participate in the um, Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania. Yeah, like he's exactly. obviously more than happy and, to and poke fun at himself. And he was also doing stuff like his United States Open Challenge and stuff and having like good matches with dudes like Kevin Owens and stuff like. The precursor to Cody's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, it's based around that. And that was through him like, you know, putting himself out there and actually like becoming a better wrestler, you know, like yeah. as he got older and really trying to start that stuff. And he... um. Yeah, he sort of he definitely earned my respect, and I started to really like him when WWE were last here, which was the one where like Triple H versus the Undertaker and stuff. We went over there with our friends Chris and Adele, and got absolutely smashed. Big surprise! This is the theme of the podcast, but the one we did, we all if got. If you haven't learned by now, spoiler: rope we, gets lit a lot. Yeah, we we got. Oh, I like to have a good time, but we we got all matching 
John Cena shirts, like <laughs> bright lime green shirts. They were selling them at some like knockoff thing or whatever, like uh, like just jeans or something like that. Right. I, I don't cotton on or something had them. So we all got them right. And then we were going through a Kmart and Chris and I got matching jorts. <laughs> and so we go to the thing and we're in full John Cena, like a team of John Cenas, and we ended up like on the TV, like in Sydney or, or I, Melbourne or wherever see, it was. I did watch that. I watched a um, – no, I didn't watch that. I watched a uh, interview with him where it's like John Cena auto-completes Google searches. Yeah. And it's like, uh, why does John Cena wear jean shorts? And he's like, have you ever seen a more terrifying site? than a grown 30-year-old man in jean shorts coming at you. <laughs> and he's like, it's an intimidation t- tactic. See, that's the thing as well. He's actually so he was funny so, too. He was fucking like so cold and as it, well. And he's so good in those uh, movies as well when he's in the, the comedy ones, like the that sister's movie with uh, Tina Fey and stuff like that. Whenever he does cameos, he's so funny. Mm. And uh, what is it? Stepdad to or Daddy's Home to or whatever and something. He's really funny. But anyway, so anyway. he won me over, and so we were John Cena fans that night, which was pretty fun. John Cena, you're all right in our books. You're all right, John Cena. Not you're like doing that. okay Not like for that yourself. Fuck Sandman. <laughs> yeah, fuck Sandman. <laughs> Though I did enjoy him coming back at ICW. I was, I was like, <laughs> did he come back? Yeah. Remember I texted you? he come back oh, at that. Oh, that's <laughs> right, yeah. That's right. We, we awakened him. That's right. Yeah, I yeah, forgot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was another one of Travis being asleep and getting a message from me like, I said, I said w, you log on now, Sandman's back. <laughs> He's coming <laughs> and I, for and us. I always wake up at like, I don't know, like six, seven o'clock on a Sunday morning and read my messages and go, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then you'll eventually come. And then, and then in, about, in half an hour, once I've had a coffee and I've made my breakfast and I'm sitting down, I'm like, fine, Rafe. What do you want me to watch? <laughs> what is it now? But yeah, so um, but no, that's yeah, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Just going back and watching some old stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I kind of went back and I've given up on. If long term listeners will know, I was trying to catch up on AEW. Uh-huh. It was too hard. I've given up. Mm-hmm. I watched a couple you of pay per views. Jumped. You got it. You caught up on the pay per views and then just jumped into the current stuff. I did. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, other than that, yeah, I've, I've kind of been watching a few NXT matches because I've just been interested to see what it is. Um, Which in turn made me interested in it. Yeah. Like when you were when you were telling me about the recent takeover, I was like, I haven't looked at this in a long time. Maybe I'll jump in. And I had a, a night off on Tuesday um, to just sort of house to myself kind of thing. And I jumped in there and kind of skipped around through that. And I had a pretty good time with it. Which you could probably bring ended us up to- watching it. More than I did. <laughs> yeah, actually, I end up watching the whole pay for you. I, I skipped through some stuff I didn't care about, but for the most part, I saw all the, the kind of cool stuff. Yeah, nice. You know? Well, let's jump into uh, talking about NXT and yeah, yeah. people from X- NXT more than NXT itself, maybe. But um, Exactly. Did you want to start at uh, any particular match? Okay, so... You said you were a fan of Cole versus McCaffrey. I was, yeah. So before we, we jump into like our main to- topics that we'll talk about there, um, I did. I, I really liked the Adam Cole-Pat McAfee match. Like, okay. I thought the... Do you know who he is? Uh, I just got his name wrong, so no. Well, okay, right. <laughs> and some, I think he's NFL or he's football. So he was an NFL kicker, yeah. right, and big wrestling fan and he I think he's retired now. I heard that he got drunk one night and ordered his own ring and didn't know. That's pretty funny. That would not <laughs> I was, surprise I was me. Re- I was reading I feel like him and I would get on pretty well. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, I was reading through the reason I watched I was, I was reading through um, Squared Circle on Reddit and uh, they were talking about the match and yeah. uh, I saw like some vague spoilers for 
the title match. Yeah. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then I was just reading about McCaffrey. And it, is, what's his name? McAfee. McAfee. Um, get it easier to say name, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Uh, uh, no, anyway, I was just reading through and they were talking about how ple- everyone was very pleasantly surprised by the sounds of it. And, he um, was like impressive, man. Like you well, should, you should watch it. That's what they said for a guy it. who apparently ordered it. Like this one of the comments was like for a guy who apparently ordered a ring drunk one night and didn't realize until three months later when some guy's like, hey, where do you want me to drop this wrestling ring? And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, he said that like even prior to the match or whatever, he's actually, because he had it, he's mm. been training for a while. Yeah. And like he he had Training a with do, John Cena's this trainer. I yeah, believe. yeah. I, f- I forget who he said it is, but like he'd been doing stuff. So he'd been thinking about it. And obviously he's pretty athletic. But it was funny watching like the promo stuff leading up to it because Adam Cole is so good. He's such a good talker. And I always used to like him in Ring of Honor and New Japan. Yeah. But the shit where like McAfee's like talking shit, just like slight like jabbing at him is so tough. And he's just like, shut the hell up, Pat. Like he just hates him. And he's like, you were a kicker. Like he's just ripping on him the whole time. But then they eventually but- end up getting in like a brawl and Adam Cole's being held down by all the guys. And Pat just runs in him, kicks him in the head, like <laughs> punter style, right? And knocks him out. And then he's like, this is the leg right here that's going to do it, you know? Is that, his, that his finisher move, the punt? Yeah, he's like, I'm going to kick this guy in the head. I'm going to knock him it, the hell out. And I'm it's taking stuck. it, Orton. Yeah, exactly. That's what he was going for. Did uh, Adam Cole sell it better than Shawn Michaels sold the uh, <laughs> Orton punt? Well, sure, Shawn Michaels was ironically the one holding him down because he was oh. trying to stop him from attacking him. So, yeah, I know. Poetic justice. <laughs> but uh, it was good. Like, Pat did some, like, impressive stuff, man. At one point, they were both on the, the top rope like he was going to, like, do a, a superplex or something. Pat gets pushed off, but instead of, like, falling, he does a perfect backflip and lands on his feet. Adam looks at him and he looks at him just like... And then Pat runs and then jumps to the top turnbuckle, like, from, his, from the ground to the top turnbuckle, grabs him, perfect superplex... Into the ring. And I was just like, holy fuck. Like, that was actually amazing. Like, it was it was a fun match, man. It was really cool. So, so I'm but they also I- hate each other and they're both kind of dicks. Like, yeah. there's, a, there's a point where he's like, I'm... I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you, man. Like, it's like... like Adam Cole's just like... At the end of his season, he's like... I, I'm just going <laughs> to... He's just so mad. And Pat's just like shaking his head like they're just both killing each other. It's There's okay. so much stuff now that like I'm not watching everything that's out there, but I'll hear news about this and news about this. And I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, is there legitimate hate there or is this just all like leading to something that I don't... And I'm not watching it, yeah, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So it's just like Adam Cole abuses McAfee and th- storms out and McAfee. blah, blah, blah. Mc- McAfee. <laughs> I don't fucking get Yeah, it. yeah. Well, that that was on his like but radio yeah. show and she, and he was like... And then you Triple know, H comes out and he's like, oh, it's very unprofessional. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. yeah, that's all the work. Uh, but he's going like in that particular one was pretty was funny because he's like, you know, I'm the most dominant guy in NXT. And it's like, oh, well, I mean... Because you got your crew, right? And it's like, what are you talking about? It's like, you know, the, the undisputed, undisputed era, blah, blah, blah. And he just like smashes over the <laughs> mic and like gets up his right in his face and stuff. Like Adam Cole's so good at being like just losing it. It was, yeah, yeah it was really fun, man. I liked it. I watched the uh, ladder match too. I thought that was good. I was sort of a bit out of it though because I don't know if Velveteen Dream is a pedophile or not. So <laughs> apparently there's nothing in it. There's a lot of accusations, but. You know, I'll let the cops do that. I'm sure they're taking it seriously. And I'm sure WWE wouldn't not take it seriously. They've fired people for way less. 
Like yeah. so, despite like what you say, people be like, "Oh, it's because Velveteen Dream is popular and blah blah blah." Velveteen Dream is popular on NXT. They fired Enzo Amore, who was part like super popular, like selling a lot of merchandise, like with Big Cass, Kappa Haters, Two O Five Live Champion, like doing money for the company. And that allegation of like sexual assault came in on him, and he was gone. gone. Yeah. Like just gone before, See, it, I always and then thought, he, it turned out that he was innocent, yeah. and they've never brought him back. You know, like so. I always, like, from what I, so I don't know about much about Enzo or anything mm-hmm. like that that went on. All I thought was that no one else liked him because he supposedly got brought up to the main roster real early. Oh yeah, he definitely he had heat with everybody. Good on the mic, yeah, um, but like shit in the ring to the point where he couldn't even slide out of the ring. Without like giving himself a concussion, getting or something knocked like out. That. Well, that did happen one time. Yeah, exactly. But he was he was ridiculously good on the on the mic. Yeah, right, yeah. And they were like really funny and really popular, you know. But like, yeah, he just got wiped away. So I find it hard. I mean, it's it's hard with WWE because it's hard to like trust them, and they have done dodgy shit in the past. But I feel like they're not playing any games now. Oh, I feel and, like and har- harboring a pedophile is probably a step too far for even. Well, that's <laughs> it. And other guys that were like talked about in that speaking out movement were dropped like on the spot. So yeah, yeah I feel like they would have looked into it, and so maybe it's cool. But I don't know. I'm going to need to hear more about it. But anyway, it sort of made me not like him anymore. Uh, and so I was like, I don't really care. But I thought Bronson Reed was killer. He's obviously an Australian boy. Um, it's really good to see him doing well. Gargano's always good. Damien Priest, I used to really like him in uh, in Ring of Honor and stuff, and he, he was the guy I went to. Yeah, he, he did really good. Um, was there somebody else? Um, oh, um, what's his name? He's got a new name now. It's like that cowboy guy. <laughs> Trevor something. My hey, man. No, nah, he used to be an impact for ages. I don't know. He's got a beard and he wears a, a top hat and he's flying to the moon, something. I don't know. Anyway, he's always good, whoever his name is. I don't know his new NXT name. <laughs> Whatever. Cowboy uh, Moon Man. Cowboy Moon Man. He did a pretty good job. It. Yeah, exactly. He Not did. good enough for a Grimes. for name. Grimes. That's Grimes. Right. I don't know if that's his name on NXT or his old yes, name. Yes, no, I think it, it is. is Grimes. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Okay, so that was cool. But that would bring us to the main event. Yeah which leads to one of our first face and feel of the day. Dun, dun, dun. I need to get a stinger or something where it's like, (laughs) and then we do it. Whose is it? We've kind of decided on two, but we didn't really pick one each. We both just liked them. I'm, I'll say he's mine. Okay. Because I'm. You're calling Killer Cross right now. Killer Cross, yeah. You're calling the title win. For me. For you. Only because that's he's... Um, I feel like that's I, fair, because so like, you made me watch it. So. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. The match itself was cool, but like it feels like it might not have been everything it could have been. Yeah. Uh, but then I apparently did like he it. separated it, his shoulder getting clotheslined. Oh, out. really? Yeah. I was really liking it, and even like the prolonged like stretch out kind of stuff, like yeah. holds and stuff. I was even really liking them. I thought he was working it and made it look really believable. Mm. I felt like maybe Keith Lee kind of just looked like he was asleep in some of those bits. He's just kind of on him, yeah. and he's just like laying there with his face on the mat kind of deal. But I thought I thought it was cool. I thought it, they maybe could have shaved a couple of minutes. Probably. It, it felt like it dragged a little bit, but then apparently it seems like they were trying to drag Karrion Cross out as a 
well, people if he on heard him made a main eventer. Yeah, yeah. And obviously to protect Lee. And then obviously if he was injured as well, that may have affected it. I did like the the finish. I liked him mm. using like the second rope to still get his finisher and, you know, essentially protect Lee. I thought Lee looked really good. Mm. And I like when he got angry and he hit the the screen and the whole thing collapsed in and then yeah. they both kind of looked at each other and went, ha that's pretty funny. <laughs> they, they, laughs, sort of, yeah. they sort of laughed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought it was cool. And, like, the presentation of both of them, they both look like huge stars. Mm. Yeah. They look. They both look like they should be far bigger than NXT, like what I've led to believe, what I've been led to believe about NXT. Yeah. So both of those guys could be, like, future WWE champions. But it seems like they couldn't because then the very next night or two nights later, Keith Lee debuts on uh, what Raw. Oh, really? Everyone was calling it. It was like, oh, oh. he's dropped his title. I don't so know. I'm, I'm completely out of it. He's so. going to be up on Raw. Yeah. Uh, he comes up and uh, McIntyre and Orton are feuding. Um, Keith Lee and McIntyre apparently tight, so he's going to be defending McIntyre's honour. Against Orton because defending. Got, oh, did McIntyre uh, get injured? Apparently, got punted so hard he's gone to hospital. Oh, is is Randy Orton punting people again? Yeah. Oh, that's he punted wicked. Ric Flair and Shawn again. Yeah. He's punted them so many times. <laughs> he punted Ric Flair and it went to black because there's no way Ric Flair could ever sell that punt <laughs> without actually just being kicked in the head. He yeah. low blows uh, Flair. Flair's like, "Oh, you could have been my son and all this yeah, crap." Yeah, uh-huh. Turns around like Orton hugs him, and then Flair turns around. And he drops low blows him. This is when, Orton and then he's like kind of hugging him. This is a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. He's like hugging him, puts him back on the ground, lifts him up, punts him in the head, and then he punted Shawn Michaels, and everyone was giving Shawn Michaels shit because uh, he barely sold it. And the punt is supposed to be like no one kicks out of the punt; it's a legit kick to the head. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Orton is a. Oh. So Keith Lee Luke. ended up coming in and breaking it up, and now he's like yes, comes in with different music. Uh, and a big vest covering his gut because apparently Vince McMahon doesn't like people's fat stomachs showing, even though Keith Lee's obviously a beast. But, like, he he is a big guy, right? Yeah. But, like, you can literally see abs in his stomach. Yeah. You know what he's I mean? He's just a like, barrel man. Yeah, he's just a barrel man. And, like, I was watching that and I was like, this guy looks intimidating as hell. He doesn't need to be, no. like... A ripped out. Kind of, it looks like one of those guys who you don't want to get within arm's reach of because yeah. he'll grab you and not let go. Like Henry. Mark Henry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that kind of vibe. But yeah. if Mark Henry could be fucking like jumping around and actually leaving the ground. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to check that yeah. out then. Which that, is, that's I, interesting I, to me. I, Maybe I, WWE bring me back in, but it sounds like Vince McMahon may already be ruining it. Apparently he rewrote the entire Raw as it was like still being, as it was showing. Oh no, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Anyway, anyway, that Thunderdome thing looks cool, but also a stupid idea. Yeah, apparently, yeah. like, wasn't somebody like putting up a sign that was literally like Fire Velveteen Dream? <laughs> Dream. There was a uh, footage of a KKK rally. There was. Um, oh no! There was. Uh, what was the other thing? Because. Um, like, when I heard about it, I was like, sweet, just editing footage of previous crowds that were having a great time and just have One a- enormous screen on each hand. Yeah, or just, you can even do it in rows, but it's just like people like, yeah, like, and just have fake ones. Yeah, no, nah, it's, uh, it's a cool idea, but again, I don't know, is that really the problem? Like, I think uh, I watched, uh, I actually, okay, so I watched a couple of SummerSlam matches uh-huh. as well. Uh, I watched um, Asuka and... Uh, Bailey, oh, that's right. Summerslam Sasha happened. Banks, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> did Roman watched, come back? Uh, Spoilers for everybody, by the way. He did. He came back. Who did he attack? So the Fiend, who I like in promos far more than I like in the ring, mm. uh, was beating the shit out of Strowman. Uh, he sister Abigailed him onto some exposed ring. Yeah. And then uh, – so, so the whole tagline was you, you'll never see it coming. Yeah. And then McIntyre and Orton, neither of them hit their finishes – Orton, uh, sorry, McIntyre kind of uh, rolls up Orton for the win. Yeah. Thus prolonging that shit. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, you'll never see it coming. What the fuck is this? Uh, Fiend gets the Blue Universal title back. Blue standing Universal. There, <laughs> standing there uh, yeah. kind of celebrating. Yeah. Roman spears him out of nowhere. Sick. Then, Never saw it coming. Then uh, not in his uh, vest or whatever because yeah. I don't I don't give a shit like I, Roman seems like a pretty cool guy to me like nah he's pretty cool like I uh, haven't been watching he it, definitely like, got very boring for a while because it's always put the same and it's that's just WWE and I'm like fine but at my core I think Roman Reigns is the coolest fuck dude yeah. and like, I'm like if he was like booked well or it was in any of these other promotions he would how be the much top do you guy blame the guy for when it's very obviously the company yeah look like, at look at Moxley. Yeah. Like, perfect example, right? He was like a joke. And then look at him now. Like mm. him. Well, like how many gimmick changes is, uh, did he go through? How many gimmick changes did Seth Rollins go through? Mm. How many gimmick changes has Roman Reigns gone through? None. None. He didn't even yeah. change gimmick when the shield broke up. Yeah, he, he's still got the music <laughs> and the entrance. So, all right, so he's, his shirt's gone, and now he has a thing saying, wreck everyone, leave, so everyone thinks that the retribution shit is him. Ah. I don't know if you've heard about that. I've heard about the retribution thing, but I... Anyway, it seems like he's finally four years too late by the sounds of it, had his mm-hmm. heel turn, and he started beating the shit out of both of them with a the chair. Yeah, nice. But and I, I mean, was like, neither cool. of them are really faces, though. No, Strowman well, no, or no, the Fiend. The Fiend is just. Nobody's like, a fucking face in WWE, man. No. <laughs> They're all dickheads. Like. <laughs> I saw a thing, the, uh, I saw a video the other week of uh, how John Cena. Is the least babyface babyface ever? Yeah, and uh, just like being a massive dick the entire time. That's what he was. But good always about. the good guy. Yeah. Wow. He anyway. was actively trying to turn himself, but they wouldn't let it happen. They wouldn't let him yeah. happen. Exactly. If only. If only. But yeah. Bray, so Reigns is back. That's interesting to me. I like that. It was cool. Um, <laughs> B sitting there, he's yelling at uh, Strowman and being like, "I made you, bitch!" Uh, and then uh, he. Screams at the fiend like are uh, you just a freak in a mask? Yeah, and I was just like, man, why did they ever put the fiend in like title matches? Like, why would he care? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't really make sense for the character. Like, why does he even want the title? Mm. Seems like I was thought he would just wanted to fuck with people. That, yeah, from his past, which is seems like is what he's been doing. But Strowman just had the title at the time. Yeah, oh, I'd love to see someone win a title at one point and then just throw it on the floor. Because they don't fucking care. Let me tell you about a little man named Tetsuya Naito, <laughs> no, my no, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, but not even like, not even that level. Like, I'm talking like heavyweight championship. Because he was the Intercontinental, yeah, mm-hmm. and he 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 thought it was beneath him. No, no, um, no. He, when he he won the world title first, no, still and he care. did that with the world title. And then when he lost that, he won the Intercontinental title, and he hated that even more. Yeah. But he, when I first ever saw Naito, I saw him on Ring of Honor TV come in with the. IWGP heavyweight title, and he just walks in and then he throws it into the sky as high as he possibly can and it falls into the centre of the ring and then he just ignores it. The referee had to pick it up and move it out. He didn't give a fuck about it. It was pretty killer. (laughs) So what I want is uh, WWE, 
listen to me or AEW. I don't care. Listen. Someone wins the title, mm-hmm. but they the only reason they wanted the match is because they hate the fucking champion so much they wanted to beat the shit out of them. They get given the title and they just throw it on the ground and keep kicking the shit out of the champion and then leave without the title. Yeah. I'm talking like high, high level championship. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then, they go, and, and then, and then they go, do you want your belt? And they go, I don't give a shit about the belt. And then they just keep attacking the, the former champion. Would in in your scenario, are they still the champion and they just don't care about the belt? Like it's just at the ring or whatever? Or no. they they just go, I'm not even the champion. They I don't care. They vacate. They give then they have to have a tournament or something. Yeah. And then they just come back and yeah. take that person out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty cool. New champion enters, the, the old champion enters the tournament because technically you lost. Yeah. And it, like actual vacated champion comes out, fucks him over. Yeah. Entirely new champion. Start over from fresh. Yeah. I, like, I, I just am, I am chaos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a there was a real cool okay, I'm talking about a lot of Ring of Honor today. That's interesting. I haven't thought I did, about it. Actually, I watched a bunch of Ring of Honor uh, mm. like kind of clips of the villain yeah. being introduced and um Yeah. Pa- perhaps being too much of a villain oh, really? in real life. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, well, there was that. Uh, then, but uh, what is it? Um, The age of uh, the fall? Yeah, yeah, that's old school. That, like yeah, actual yeah, old school. Absolutely, like, and Jimmy like, Jacobs and Seth Rollins. It's yeah. quite a debut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, except with the blood. The Necro like, Butcher. Yeah, like just yeah, exactly. Some random guy called the Necro Butcher who looks like a... Nah, he's like Billy a deathmatch legend. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, all these deathmatch guys are so unassuming. Yeah, yeah. And they then, don't, uh, they he, don't look anything. And he runs totally. in with a hand covered in barbed wire. And I was like, what the fuck? That's pretty chaotic. But uh, what, what it made me think of was Jay Lethal and Jay Briscoe's uh, rivalry where Jay Briscoe was the world champion mm. and Jay Lethal was the TV champion. And they had a great rivalry. Like and Jay Jay Lethal would be like, no, this belt is better because I hold it. Yeah. I am the real champion of Ring of Honor. You're nothing, and as long as I am here and this belt is here, I will be the number one champion. You're nothing, yeah. and then they end up having a feud like belt for belt, and he like one of them ended up holding both of them, kind of. The thing. man but it makes was, the belt. Not yeah, the but belt it was it was a man. great title. Where it's like that thing will always be secondary while you hold it. Like it's this is number yeah. one because I am the one, and that was a great feud, and their match was killer. That title match as well. Oh, I haven't thought about Ring of Honor in a while. That's interesting. But um, quickly, mm. just a quick rewind to to that title match. <laughs> so we were just talking about Karrion Cross. Mm. Um, I've followed him for a while, not as much in NXT, but I've liked him as Kevin Cross and as Killer Cross, and all the different ones. I had you like watch one of his original promos yeah. today. Well, yeah, you um, told me about this. We talked, I think we talked about promo. this on a podcast like a while ago, mm-hmm. um, and you said he was going to be massive. Yeah. So I've kind of been keeping an eye out and mm-hmm. just kind of watching bits and pieces and comes out looking like a monster. Like a million bucks. Yeah. The most smoke you've ever seen. The, like, his, it's, his wife, like, yeah. lip-syncing... Looking like a, a song that she apparently sung herself. Yeah, maybe. looking like a terrifying <laughs> yeah. psychopath. Like it's, it's a lot, man. It's going to be interesting when uh, they get to the actual live crowds back and there's a live crowd screaming "Fall and Pray." Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, so, so could you imagine all this stuff with full like live crowds yeah. and stuff? It's a bit of a bummer, but what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Just they're, they're making the most stuff out forever. of what they've got. Yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, yeah, it's just very interesting. Like I, he seems like almost a throwback to. Like the attitude era, especially Scarlet, like so like hypersexualized almost mm. 
but not nowhere near as like degrading as yeah yeah like exactly. the attitude era was. But like, because I suppose she's well, that's she's sort of managing. like her character. She's always done as well. well like it's just her. yeah, it's, it's like the insane Herald that uh, is super sexualized but terrifying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then, like when he wins, she's like punching him as hard as she can in the chest and stuff. Yeah, like when he when he when she won when he won the belt, I was she's like punching him and I'm just like, did she not want him to win? Yeah, like, what's it, going on here? Is she happy or I think it was just, was one, just one of those like, things. Yeah, I was like, oh is, is she worried the belt's gonna come between her and her man? Uh, oh no. But uh, no, but she, no, she legitimately comes off as the herald to doom. Yeah, which yeah. Is him. Exactly. But uh yeah, it's interesting just watching like it's almost as if it's an attitude era gimmick. Yeah. But pulled modernized kicking and, and screaming into 2020 yeah, yeah and and executed in such a way that it doesn't come off that cheesy no, really not, like not talking about now sort of seems weird but when you see it like in real life it's because like, he you buy, you buy because it it's him right yeah. like because he looks like the most legit dude ever yeah. like it's he's ripped to hell he's tattooed he's like a, a great promo he's intimidating mm. and then she sells it so well and stuff that you're just like this is what he is yeah. Like, and then when we look back at those old promos, it's essentially like an offshoot of the character he's been doing like the whole time. Yeah, you know, you can. Uh, he's got a website. I forget what it is. Like, uh, and I'll see if I can find it real quick. But it essentially ties together like his entire history. The law, you know, like yeah, the law of Killer Cross and the Cross Cult. So it's killercross.com. I'll just check it out, man. Yeah, yeah but, be interesting but it's got, if like, his, um, his whole history. Like, th- look at this. It's like, yeah, there's writing here, you know? Like, there's photos and stuff like that. He's tied it all together and everything it is. So It's a very consistent vision. Yeah, and um, he and he seems to be, like, about that. It'll be cool if uh, his John Cena call-out from... Uh, ever pays off, yeah, ever absolutely. pays off, brings Cena out of retirement at a WrestleMania end. Yeah, because we, we watched that old promo. Uh, you could look it up. You could look up Kevin Cross promo and it'd be the first thing you find. It's him like sitting at a table with this big like military like jacket. Nine, nine, nine or something like that. Yeah, 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 it is 9.99. And uh, yeah, he, he talks about like how people can't see him and the, their 999 universe and stuff like that. Is that a reference that I'm not getting, 999? 999 is how much the network costs, $9.99. Oh, okay. Yeah. And can't see Mitch Johnson. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I knew you can't see me. I was like nine ninety nine. I was like, how much am I paying for this shit? Yeah. Oh, the, the, so it doesn't seem relevant because it's much more expensive in Australian dollars. Thirteen ninety eight or something. Thirteen dollars oh, and ninety eight. So it doesn't have the same ring to it, does I it? Got to watch all these old matches and get out while I can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, but you know, is is very interesting. He comes across as like a horror movie mm-hmm. villain. Yeah. In human form, mm-hmm. beating the shit out of people, but he's not. Uh, like he's not. Super like he's not like overbooked as the monster like he's human still, which you see very quickly at the beginning of the match when Keith Lee kind of shoulder punts him or something. Yeah, down yeah, and, and drops him in it, like yeah. five seconds, and then he looks up kind of almost in fear. Yeah, it's kind of cool because he's not like a supernatural character. No, he's just like yeah, yeah. It's he's yeah he's, he's kind of like is but isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I would say. He's mine. Yeah, great facial expressions and everything like that. Um, you buy in a hundred percent to him being yeah the most brutal man there. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And and he, in his holds not, and his strikes and everything, like it's just it's just killer man. But even if he wasn't the best wrestler on the card, kind of thing, you'd st- I'd still believe him winning any match because he just seems like such an opportunist as well. 
like when uh, Keith Lee gets his hand caught in the rail or whatever yeah. at some point and he immediately starts honing in on it and yeah. it's obviously a bit yeah. like a spot they prepared but yeah, no, that was, was, I, th- I think we even touched on a little while ago how he was, when we were talking about Nick Gage being Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. I talked about how he versed Kevin Cross in Bloodsport and, and, and Killer Cross beat him. Mm. Like, just flat out just choked him out. And it was just like Nick Gage lost. He was like this, fingers up, like just passing out kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know, came across as, like, you know, brutal, like him not giving up yeah. and, like, Killer Cross being, like, a dangerous dude. You know, and then he ended up getting signed, and I think they did a brief. I think he did a run in at one of the Asbury Park shows or something, and like Cage beat him up or something. But I don't think they ever had like a real got to have a real proper feud. I think he kind of got signed and then needed to wrap it up and came and did a date to just like make Nick look good or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't think he got to do a pay the favor. Yeah, exactly. All right, I think before we start this next thing, I need another drink. Because it's quite hot in this room. How do you feel about that? It is. Uh, I, I might not go another beer, but uh, no? you I'll, need a water or something. Ah, I'll be fine. Just uh, you go and get your. All right. Do you beers. want to wax lyrical for the people, or shall I? Uh, sure, I can. Yeah. Crack up an intermission. Tell them all about you, you yeah. and your flaws. Yeah, do it because I can always edit it out later. I'll be right back. Na 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 na. Hey. Oh, Rafe is running downstairs to buy beer. Not buy beer, get beer. Man, I'm very tired. I was about to start talking about something and I heard you running back, but I was like, no, I can't be bothered. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a refreshing boy. Close. All right. Woo. Okay. So we're back. (laughs) There we go. I'm not going to edit any of that out. I'm going to leave it exactly the same. I think there's beauty in mess. Beauty in silence. (laughs) We were just like, oh. Like like Garth in Wayne's World, where the camera's just on him, and he's like, uh. <laughs> "I was coming. I was. Uh, I, was I knew you weren't going to take long. Cause I'm yeah, be running because you wanted the beer, not because you wanted to be back soon. Oh no, I don't care about the these beer. people. I care about the, another cold drink because I'm a parched man after a full day of work. Um, anyway. so my face and feel of the week. You made me watch it because I hadn't got got round to it was uh, this week's AEW and the big TNT title match uh, with Cody versus Brody Lee. And I was left shook, (laughs) shook to my core by how quick that turned around. I kind of felt like Brody maybe needed to win uh, because the Dark Order needed something because they were not very intimidating and there was many of them. The best part of the Dark Order at the moment well, until now, has been BTE. Yeah, which, which you also not, sent me a link to. Which it. is not where you want to be. Like, it's very funny watching them on BTE, but that's not... I did like that John Silver stuff. Which, like, I liked when John Silver and uh, Reynolds were trying to recruit Nia Jax to the Dark Order. <laughs> she pulled out there, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Just the drink this cool. Which is just, fuck you. Like... <laughs> That was pretty killer. They are. Uh, that's that's every every match is them trying to get people, and then uh, they go up to and and then there's another episode where they go up to Brody and they're like, oh, we've got Jungle Boy, 
we've got him. He's he's drinking the Kool Aid, and they walk in and it's Griff Garris. Like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> Nobody knows who the fuck Griff is, though. They're doing a great job of getting Griff over, yeah. like with that, like so. But yeah, I yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was like what it a hundred percent needed to be. Mm. Like I liked that there was no dark order bullshit. It was just like no. Brody Lee is so real yeah, fucking was, dangerous. I like, like yeah. when it started. I was like, man, he hasn't got anyone out there, and I was yeah. just like, I guess it is Brody. Like he doesn't need anyone out there. But yeah, it, I like that. It is also kind of surprised me that he just didn't have like them watching from the. Yeah, they're normally entrance. around or whatever. Like not, even, not even at the ring, but just watching from the entrance. But I yeah. suppose you don't even need that because he squashed the fuck out of Cody and looked intimidating without yeah, his guy exactly. attacking him. Still hasn't fixed that gear yet, though he did have no. a better coat. Yeah. I thought he had a better the coat, coat was coming cool, in. But, uh, but yeah. I was sitting there, I was just like, why is he just... Why? <laughs> why are you wearing these flared tights? Like, oh, It's just very odd. It's making it very hard for me to get behind him. I'm telling you, Trunks, like... Bruiser Brody style would just be savage. Like just black trunks, boots, knee but pads. In the, in like the promo it. where he was yelling at Tony, Tony, he's like, he like pulls it down. Yeah, he yeah. T- takes it down. It's like he's trying to escape his shitty attire. I know. It's the same thing. Like Vince isn't here. You can have like a bit of a gut. It like does not matter. It doesn't it make really you any less like intimidating. Yeah. Exactly. When you've got a man like, and like salivating and spitting, yeah, like because he's fucking a raving lunatic. He's in the also ring. so big. You see him next to everyone in the Dark Order. He's like a head taller than everybody yeah. else. Like so that's what AEW don't really seem to have uh, many of those big monster guys. No, like you've got no. Brian Cage, who's not a huge. He's fucking huge, but he's not tall. No, he's not. You saw. To be honest, like Brian Cage is like pretty big, right? When him and uh, Ricky Starks, like, attacked Darby Allen, and they were standing next to each other, I was like, man, like, Ricky Starks looking pretty big next to Brian <laughs> See, Cage. Brian, Brian Cage, Cage looks more looks, intimidating on his own. Brian like, Cage yeah. looks like Taz used to look. <laughs> yeah. Where he's, yeah, like, the short little and guy And I've seen Brian Cage people. in real life. Like, I've he's watched him dude. wrestle, like, live. And like front row, and he's a big dude, but yeah, he's not a tall dude. Like, but then, so who else is there? There's Luchasaurus, who so Luchasaurus kind of becoming. I, I Wardlow enjoy him, but he's becoming a bit big. of a. Yeah, they need to do something with yeah, that. It's getting a bit boring. Exactly, the I same get thing it. every match, but Wardlow's big, but just never really. Does Dustin anything. Rhodes is big. He's like legit. He, yeah, big. He actually, Did I ever tell you when he was? Uh, Hager, we were Hager. in his way that time. Hagar, but Hagar yeah. ruins it by wearing fucking polo shirts all the time. Yeah, no, he loves it. He can't look like a monster a in a polo, polo he also shirt. Has shit Hager. gear. What's with all these big dudes wearing shit gear? He was like talking about uh, when they did the stampede about how much he liked like the NFL stuff. Because like the pants have got like the knees. He goes, I'll just wear those pants to my ring gear. I was like, yes. Do it. Do it. He, he, it was the only time you didn't look like a fuckhead <laughs> in your entire career. Has he uh, been back? Was yes, he has. He's just wearing the same stupid like MMA looking tight shorts. Was it the tight shorts or is it the um No, he's not wearing the, the Jack amateur, Swagger. The amateur wrestling kind of Yeah, exactly. No, he hasn't been wearing that. So two stories about two of those guys that we just talked about real quick. Uh Amy and I in Las Vegas were walking along uh trying to get to a for uh, a um I don't even know what they're called anymore. Where you have a talk and there's people in a room. I don't know. Head talk or... Uh, so, 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 this guy sounds so dumb to so many people. A talk to I was going to say a conference, but that's not what it is. Oh, it annoys me so much a on podcast. A podcast. 
Sure. There's a bunch of people in a room and there's a guy on a stage talking about shit. I forget what it's called, but I'm going to absolutely regret this and I'll probably edit it out and just go, the thing, like into it. I can't remember what it is. Anyway. Ray forgets a thing. Uh, Jesus Christ. It's back again. A StarCast event and there was like a dude like on our heel. Mm. And Amy's like, what's this big bitch want? And we turn around and it was like Dustin Rhodes. We're like, hey, man. <laughs> Obviously got out of his way and let go through. He was late to whatever signing or whatever he was going to. But he was a very tall man in real life. Well, that's what, uh, again, I think of this as WWE syndrome and the biggest jacked men you can find. Yeah. But, like, he didn't look big in WWE. No. And you see him in AEW where it's a bunch of vanilla midgets <laughs> and he like looks a bunch like a of smaller guys and he's a big fucking dude but, but in WWE he just seems like an average size guy just the normal kind of guy yeah which but kind then, of when you think about it like you know how Vince is always like I need these guys I need like seven foot monsters ripped to the gills and stuff like that all that though it's not special anymore that's what I'm saying like don't you realise that really nobody can tell on TV so it doesn't actually matter. And then when you've got those one or two big guys, then that's special. Mm. And then you get Brody beating the fuck out of Cody. Like Brody just looked like <laughs> nothing super special on WWE. No. And he looks like the biggest weapon ever. I like he's also technically next to like Rowan. Yeah, he's who's also a fucking a big dude. And Strowman, and where Strowman they both who? look like. So, yeah. <laughs> and their little boy Bray. Yeah, exactly. Tiny Bray. Tiny, tiny, brain. tiny bro. And the other one was anyway was uh, Hagar. Mm. Did I tell you this story about when uh, we saw Hagar no. live? So yeah. uh, I think it was House of Hardcore when the Young Bucks came here. So Young Bucks came here. House of Hardcore. Tommy Dreamer, Billy Gunn, Jack Swagger was on it, right? As Jack Swagger or Jack Hagar. And Amy has historically always hated Jack Swagger. He sucks, and I'm like, I agree. So he comes out and we're like, boo, swagger, you suck. You know, like we're at the front thing. And then as he comes out, we're like, boo. And then as he comes around, Amy had dropped her purse over the railing or whatever or under the railing from her seat. <laughs> and it had come around and he comes around and he picks up and he goes, oh, is this yours? And she's like, yeah, it is, thanks. He goes back to her and she's like, we, the people. <laughs> Instant 180. That's an Amy Hunter 180 for you. She'll turn on a dime. She'll hate somebody so bad. And then be about him. That was a perfect example of an Amy Hunter oh, one, ain't he? And then he walks away and he's like, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Buy my fucking shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so no, anyway. he, uh, he plays the dick really well. But then listening yeah. to like um, the Stampede podcast with Jericho and everything like that, he seems like a very likable guy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But, uh, no, I, th- I thought so too. Uh, I thought so too. But yeah, we but were a piece at of the shit time he was just out of WWE and we did not care about him at all. Well, even in WWE, it was pretty fucking divisive gimmick wasn't yeah, it? Until, it was pretty stupid until they turned him babyface and it got over massively because yeah. they were just and I was out of it all again. that it wasn't until he like came back and it was like the Mex-American I don't know what it was but it was bad but um, anyway he was out and then we cheered for him all that match we, he won us over by returning our property so good on you <laughs> see that explains how he won Amy over but not how he won you over oh because I will do I'll back her up 100% Got her back. Bye. Hold your purse better. <laughs> well, there is that. There is there is hold your purse better, but, you know, it went over and he returned it. So what a nice man. There you go. There you go. Uh, but rolling back to the match. You're all right. You're all right. If you, you'll never hear this, but just let you know I, I think you're okay. And thank you for doing that. Uh, I don't remember who he was versing. Maybe it was MVP. I don't know. 
But either way, it was a good deal. And that piece of uh, shit didn't pick the person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't his entrance, so it's a bit, a bit rough. Maybe he would have. I would have thought. He yeah. was actually pretty cool as well. Um, rewinding back to what we were talking about real quick, I think uh, just in summary, though, I think Toadie, Toadie, Brody. Cody, Cody did a great job uh, with his run. On the TNT title, that's why I mix them together. Yeah, you could tell where it was going because it's been a few weeks now where they've been kind of, kind of saying like, "Oh, look how grueling this schedule is," and yeah, yeah. This. and I'm sitting there. It kind he of began the run like, "I'm gonna cut the toughest schedule anyone's ever seen." And I'm sitting there and it's like. WWE guys are wrestling like five nights a week. You're doing once a week. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's not that hard. I do want to, before we no, wrap this up no, and talk about the beatdown and well. stuff, I do want to talk about the opportunities he gave a lot of people. Mm. Um, if we were going to podcast the other week, I really wanted to talk about the Eddie Kingston moment. Yeah. Like that made Eddie Kingston. That got him signed. They gave him the opportunity to cut one of the most killer promos ever. I think on one of the previous episodes I talked about how he called everybody out and then they literally made that happen mm. and it was sick. And then this week they had Kingston come out and like pull together the Lucha Bros and the Butcher and the Blade and he got that big wink to the camera and he's just looking like a million bucks. So I'm so happy he's such a killer wrestler and such like a great promo that I think that could, will only be great yeah. things for AEW for Definitely. sure. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, so I won't wax lyrical on that as much because it's so long ago and I can't remember. But um, what did you think about the attack afterwards as well? Like with uh, with Arn and with with Brandy and everything like that, setting up either the destruction of, that's your phone on the ground, um, the destruction of the Nightmare Family or at least like the attack of it. Do you think it leads to more Nightmare Family stuff or is it the end of it or what are you thinking? Uh, so I haven't, uh, I've heard that the Nightmare Family is pretty maligned not many people are a big fan of it uh-huh. uh, i've kind of not really seen it until these last few weeks when i've been watching it uh aw well when he used um, to do it back in the day like when he started like sort of doing it, it was always just sort of like his training crew you know like when he yeah. was doing the nwa stuff against nick Aldis, like the nightmare family were like ddp and like brandy's dad and brother and like the Dustin and like all the people yeah. that were like training him and getting yeah, okay. him ready, like his camp. Yeah. But then on AWTV, it sort of became his stable a little bit, but not really. Yeah. And then Brandy was maybe doing a different version called the Nightmare something. No, no, there was something else briefly, Collective, where oh, she yes. had some bad people and they were cutting hair, but then they dropped it. And then now she's got the Nightmare Sisters with Ali, who used to be with Butcher and the Blade, but know, then for yeah. no reason she just suddenly was with QT Marshall, which makes no sense because he's, like, bald. <laughs> but then, I mean, so's the Blade, but, I mean, he's ripped. it makes no sense. I guess they're pretending they're not really married, but why would the bunny just suddenly become it but then sort of be bad at the same time but then kind of sort of be friends? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was watching uh, it, it very quickly jumped from... Ali was a singles person when I was watching Dynamite to yeah. Ali yeah, she was like a good debut as the bunny. Yeah. And then, because I kind of watched the Butcher and Blade debut because I'm a it's massive Andy every time I die sick. fan. And I wanted to see our boy. Yeah. Uh, My and best then, friend, um, Andy Williams. Yeah, best friend, Andy Williams, yeah. talking to him about wrestling when Talk people want every time I die <laughs> signatures. Yeah, exactly. Friend of the show, Andy Williams. <laughs> he literally has no idea who I am. <laughs> I'm not sure he would even oh. remember that, but we did have a very pleasant conversation mm. 
about NWA or something, wasn't it? Or? About uh, New Japan. New Japan, mostly. that's right. And then also People, briefly touched on, on Impact because so we were talking about Braxton Sutter, who is the blade. This is signing, like a signing before or after and every time I die gig. And Rafe just gets to the front of the line and starts talking to him about wrestling and people are lining up waiting for Andy's signature. Look, it was just after Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, but yeah, we spoke for about 40 minutes and people just sort of milled around behind us. It wasn't like an official signing. He just played. Just after the gig. Kind and of like, he was like, they were all like, we'll be hanging out. People say hello kind of thing. Yeah. And he was just hanging out in the beer garden kind of thing. And I just started talking to him and people sort of started to mill around in our general vicinity, yeah. but we were paying them no heed because Wrestle Kingdom had just happened. We were talking about everything and well, gone Wrestle on. Wrestle Kingdom so wasn't. It was the one before last, I think. So it would have been that'll, like... That'll date well. It would have been... <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think it's the would have been Okada, Naito, Kenny, Jericho. Ah, uh, okay. That 13? one. Jay, Jay White. Yeah, 13, I think. I think it was 13. I think our thirteen was Alpha and Omega. Yeah, which is the. I would need to check. I would need to check the calendar, but I think it was just after thirteen, but before he started, uh, he, well before so AEW was ever a, a, a big, twinkle a in big his Wrestle time. Kingdom to talk about. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Have you ever been?" He was like, "No." And then we talking. But about anyway, anyway, anyway. So yeah, so Ali. So I kind of go Ali singles. Kind of, she seemed pretty good at the time. Uh-huh. I was like, "Yeah, cool, whatever." Uh, seemed like one of the more promising singles. Uh, female singles competitors. Flash forward to, all right, she's been repackaged for whatever reason. Who knows why? Well, uh, because uh, the Blade is her husband and uh, Andy Williams is his best friend yeah. and everybody knows they're kind of like a crew in real life. So they were like, it would not make well, sense. this would be cool. She'd been like the bunny evil character on Impact. She uh-huh. In it, she was like this kind of like goodsy girl, Ally. And then she sort of became a bit sort of darker with her friend Rosemary. I don't know the ins and outs, but then they were like the the demon bunnies or whatever, where this one girl is like a demon and she's like a demon mm. bunny, I guess. Uh, and then so they just threw her back to that and that was like, okay, cool, I guess put her in some leather and, yeah. and do that. It was a very underwhelming debut. Yeah. And, and then the suddenly who, like I enjoy yeah, I, like I, I liked the debut I, I because wanted, I was stoked it happened. I wanted to. Uh, I was like, oh, I want this to be so cool because I love every time I die so much. And then the crowd doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they like, didn't know who it, they uh, were. What was it? Um, oh, what's his name? Um, who's, uh, Excalibur. Excalibur is yeah. just like it's the butcher and the blade. And Jim Ross is like, who? Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> help when Jim Ross is like, who? Like, it's like you're Jim, supposed to pretend that dementia, you know them. Yeah. Take your dementia pills yeah. again, Jim. Go you're on. supposed to be putting this shit over. But uh, I, I thought it was cool how they yeah. came out of the ring. A- another perfect example of Cody, like, putting dudes over and stuff. Mm. They ended up not really, like, I think they got beat pretty quick and then they've spent a lot of time getting beaten. Yeah. Um, that said, they've had some cool rivalries and now they're in a cool stable. So, like, well, that's yeah. like with the Lucha Bros and with Eddie Kingston, is a killer lineup. I know. What yeah. a stable, man. It's that's a, it's sick. very interesting how uh, far the Lucha Bros seem to have fallen. Like, for, I haven't seen them on Dynamite for a while. I know. I think they've been they could, smashing it up on Dark. They could literally both be singles wrestlers and be world champions in that company. Yeah. And maybe they, they probably will be eventually. But yeah, so anyway, I'm, anyway, I'm happy so to it's say nightmare I'm, family, pretty average. I yeah. if it, uh, I'm glad it, I, it, I would hope it's maybe over. I don't know. Maybe. Well, Cody's apparently not coming back for a while. Is he injured? Yeah, brackets injured because he wants to go and be in the Green Arrow's new wrestling TV show. There's a wrestling TV show with good called, the Green called, Arrow called Heels. Sick. 
Sounds awesome. It's it's uh, apparently being filmed at the moment, which yeah. is so Cody's pissed off. Yeah. Did you ever watch All In? Uh, With Stephen and Mel Russell? Not. No. Yeah. I watched uh, Kenny versus Pentagon. Mm. And that was it. Actually, no. And, and Chris I, Jericho. And I watched <laughs> yeah. uh, Marty Skrull versus Okada. Oh, that's long. Yeah. That was the worst one of the Bits match. of pieces. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There, was, there was some I'd good heard, stuff. I'd heard that. good things about Marty. And then I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, I don't know. I liked Arn Anderson finally taking a bump. Yeah. Uh, he's been... I, I like I He's like moments like, like that, like Co- like Cody's long. in the shit and Arn's like, all right, I gotta uh, go, his, I gotta go on. His yeah. facial expressions were amazing when it keeps him. cutting to him and he's just like holding his head like, oh fuck. I fucking <laughs> love Arn Anderson, man. He's the best, and he was the best back in the day. He was such a unit. Like, yeah, I, I love him. But uh, no, it was. Uh, I like when uh, they Brody walks up to him and he's like, "You made this monster," which I thought was a little bit cheesy. And he's like, you made me. I'm a problem to AEW now. And I was like, what a fucking shit line. Yeah. But the rest of it was amazing. It was just that I'm a problem for AEW now. And I was like, fuck, man, just show, don't tell. Yeah. But uh, but it's like he kind of goes, you made me. And then walks back away. And I just goes, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, From exactly. the ground. And uh, the, ref, the ref screaming, yeah. get them out of here. And then immediately like running away when Brody turns around and grabs yeah. him. I liked the, like, I was like, what's he hitting with in that bag? And they hit him with the, yeah, old title. the old title. I thought yeah. that was cool. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, I, I didn't even notice. Um, apparently Cody is like holding Brandy's hand. At like the, the end he shot. reaches over, like reaches yeah. for her. Yeah, I know. So, um, I, at that point, nice I was touch. just like, you're dead to me, Cody. You failed. <laughs> I think I'd already backspaced out. You'd already <laughs> tweeted him personally to let him know that yeah. he was no longer your hero. But that's cool. <laughs> Maybe they'll uh, they'll give him time off to do that. He's obviously has been working a hell of a schedule. Well, and he, then he can um, kind of re-debut. Maybe four horsemen. Oh, he comes back as a heel. <laughs> yes. Well, this was our discussion the other... Yeah. Uh, during our car ride on the mm-hmm. on the way home the other day, do you want to talk about it now, or do you want to leave it for another? Yeah, we. I mean, we can we can talk briefly about our, our speculation. We were like, if they were to do a new Four Horsemen, well, it's obviously FTR of FTR and Tully. But what of Sean Spears, who is Tully in the Four Horsemen? Because the Four Horsemen wasn't always four people. No, it could be more because, because you could have could more horsemen than you could man. just have guys. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't count him as one of the four. No, because there was always because uh, there were times where there was five people and yeah. I think even six at one yeah, point maybe. Exactly. So um, you could definitely see it being more so than FTR, the four of the guys wrestling. Cody, would it be Sean Spears? Or is he I reckon been, Sean is, Spears is destined for is, tragedy. Is he? Is he's, he's destined for dark. <laughs> he's destined for dark. He's, he's going to be the new king of dark I mean, when it Scorpio could potentially, Sky gets called up to yeah, the main roster. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not even sure it'd be the king of dark, which is a shame because I like Sean Spears, but I don't know. I feel like they're already fucking. Seems it like up. his gimmick isn't working very well. Like I saw, yeah. um, uh, I've been going back and watching Matt Hardy stuff um, yeah. just because I wanted to see a crowd of people going delete. Delete, yeah, delete yeah. Uh-huh. at WrestleMania. So I watched, uh, have you seen it at WrestleMania 34? There was the um, Andre the Giant match in the pre-show. Yeah. And uh, there's like, um, Matt ends up winning it because Bray runs in and helps him. Yeah. But at one point, Matt turns around and it's, well, I think, I guess it was Ty Dillinger yeah, at the yeah. time. It was and number he's like 10. Yeah, perfect yeah, 10, 10 thing. Yeah. And uh, he's just like, Matt Hardy's like, who are you? And he's like, <laughs> 
10. And then Matt Hardy's like, delete. And like, 10, delete, 10, delete. Uh, the obvious chant off. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that was pretty funny. But I was just like, man, he's... I was like, man, I've, that's more crowd participation I've seen than Spears ever get in AEW. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought like he definitely looked intimidating and cool when he laid out Cody and stuff. But know, Maybe he just needs to start calling himself the chairman again. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he needs to start hitting more I don't people. know. He's now got that glove. I don't know what he's doing. So there's the possibility of oh, him yeah, being there. Yeah. I feel like... Is he going to get subbed out for... Uh, Tessa? Tessa, possibly. It doesn't seem like it's going to be Paige. That seems like they're going to... Uh, mm-hmm. It seems like... They're using Paige to divide that team. Yeah. They break the team, possibly win the titles, uh-huh. or they don't win the titles, but they fracture kind of yeah. Kenny and Hangman enough that they break up and then have their own feud. Yeah. I feel but, like that's where that's heading, have, but, but I like don't kind know. Of they, yeah. So they kind of push them to the point where they fracture. Someone else comes in, sweeps up the titles, the tag titles yeah. from Omega and that. And then I think FTR are destined for those titles for sure. Eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if Hangman... Hangman could easily be a part of it, but I, I think you might be right. I feel like but if they're going to flirt a, with the idea of it, but I think he's going to be his own guy. If you're going to have Kenny turn cleaner, though, like that's as heel as it gets in AEW, I guess. Like yeah. They've never really committed full, full to... Everyone's... Well, I suppose it's not as black and... It's, it's not as grey as the WWE, but, mm-hmm. but uh, if you're going to have him as heel, then... Hangman would need to be at least kind of a baby face. Yeah, and uh, exactly. FTR are turning out to be quite dickish. Yeah, exactly. Tully. Tully looks like a heel. Yeah, he always has. <laughs> so, yeah, so is it Tessa or is it uh, is it someone else? Mm. Who who else could it be? I'll we'll have to say Tessa's definitely got those con, uh, contacts and stuff and she's not gone back to Impact. So there's all that is drama she where she's leaving had... Mexico. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. She just got married, I think, to Daga. So, don't know. But either way, uh, I guess we'll see what happens. But I am—I think I'd be pretty happy with Cody and the Horsemen. So we'll see how that works out. Sick. All right. Is there anything we want to set for ourselves? Do we want to set any homework for next time? What have we got coming up? We're going to watch Jingu. Uh, We're going uh, to watch yes. uh, New so Japan and stuff. Just, uh, we can't watch it together. I'll be at work. I have to watch a replay. Yeah. Uh, um, we... Well, by the time we next talk, uh, All Out will have done. Yeah. It's on Facebook and stuff, right? So, oh, sorry, on uh, YouTube or something weird? All Out. Yeah. I did, I Aren't they thought. doing like in, in two parts on YouTube or something? Don't know. I don't know. I would have thought it might be another one where it's spread across two episodes of Dynamite. Yeah, AEW. I don't know. Out Market better. <laughs> it's very confusing. The NBA has completely screwed them up. It has, yeah. Uh Oh, but yeah, so by then, uh, we will know the winner there you of go. Part 1, 31st of the 8th on YouTube. There you go. Interesting. And then I think the week after they do a part 2 on YouTube. It's weird. Cool, I guess. I'm confused. Oh, well, yeah. All right, so by then, uh, Thun- uh, no, is it Thunder Rosa will have come in and possibly, I think she's challenging yeah. Sheeta. She has, yeah, and she's from, from uh, I've heard, NWA. Uh, yeah, the promo was cool, but. I was like, okay, interesting, but I've heard that she's uh, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cassidy and uh, Jericho, needs Jericho, to happen. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Which I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Feels like that feels like a feud that definitely uh, would have been better with a crowd. Like I it's, think it's, so. I, like I was, it's funny, mm-hmm. but uh, and it's cool, but it's just kind of one of those things where it's just like, oh, it's just a little bit too far into gimmick territory, which I'm all for, but. 
yeah, it's kind of coming across a bit dead. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Mox and MJF. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I thought Mox cut a pretty good title. You actually showed me uh, a – told me to Bring watch that Mox versus uh, – Yeah, cross match from did you something watch it? FSW. I did watch it. I quite liked it. Pretty intense. Did yeah, it, exactly. Did it finally turn you around on Moxley or do you feel like he was elevated by Look, I, I the think better I, performer? I think I was already kind of back over onto Mox. Like I think the Brody Lee-Moxley match turned me around on him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, his New Japan stuff did his G1 run and stuff like that. So, And his promos are always better, like the stuff he's been saying against things. So I think I've always liked him a bit, mm-hmm. you know. It just depends on, on so you know, the match. He's not one of the all-time greats because he can't get that great match out of everyone, can't he? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, the Brody Lee match is his best one. And then what did I... I feel like I watched one of his recently that I quite liked as well. And I was, I was like, that was actually pretty good too. Him and Darby? Yeah, him and Darby was pretty good too, actually. So, you know, maybe his best is still yet to come, mm. I think. And I, I'm open to it. And I think he carries the belt well, and I think he's a good talker and stuff. So yeah. I'll be interested to see how that all goes. I wasn't super excited when he came in, but I think it was just lingering Dean Ambrose feelings. You know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, but anyway, uh, let's it, wrap this up, man. So mm. uh, if anybody wants to, like, uh, talk about the show, shoot us any questions or anything you've got, you can find us uh, on Instagram at FacesFeelsCast. Twitter at FacesFieldsCast or email facesandfields at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. Thank you so much for your time and peace out.